Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is an easy way to make podcasts. Let me explain. It is free. Yes, it is free. There is certain creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your computer and your phone. As long as you just have headphones or a microphone, you are in good condition. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It could be on Apple. How many of y'all would like to be on Apple Podcasts? It would be on Spotify and many more like Google, Break, the radio. It is amazing. You can make money from your podcast with a minimum of listener ship. It is an easy way to make a podcast in one place. Come on, y'all. Join on to Anchor. It is the bomb. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Welcome to Empower Single Mom Podcast. On today, today is Monday. Today is Monday. So I hope hope y'all had an awesome and wonderful weekend because I tried to make the best of it. So today I was going to finish up our daily devotional thing, but today I'm going to do something different for this week. Probably for the rest of November. I'm going to be talking about the battlefield in your mind. We'll be talking about how people deal with different things. And now today I'm just going to tell you my truth, other things that I dealt with, the things I've been dealing with. And just because I deal with them don't mean that they help me. So today I'm just going to talk about me. And then tomorrow I'll probably just say, talk about something else. So today I'm going to talk about the battlefield that's in my mind. So as y'all know, I am Felicia. I am the owner of Empowering Single Mom Podcast. And I came about this maybe around when I was staying in a hotel. Oh, that was around 2015, maybe about 2016. Um, I thought about this. I was like, God, I want to help single moms with kids. And that was my, still my passion. I want to help um, single moms with kids and stuff like that. I don't know how to go about doing it. So God gave me an idea. Um, I started out with a blog. Started with a blog and I would just type and I would just type and go on and on and on about different stuff that happened in my life or just something I felt like they might need it, but I wasn't getting the how could I say it? Wasn't getting the response that I wanted from my blog. So I was like, okay. Then one day I saw this lady that she had did a podcast. I was like why how she do a podcast so I messaged her and asked her how she how she got started with a podcast because I was like she can do it I mean I can do it that was just my way of thinking she can do it and I can do it so I just started the podcast until I moved into my place which was around like 2017 maybe 17 or 18 somewhere for now probably 18 I just started my podcast around like 2018 so, I'm like, she can do it. So, I was like, what can I talk about? And I would just talk about me, talk about different stuff that I went through in my life, and you know, blah, blah, blah. This. So, I did that. And I'm thankful that people do watch my, listen to my podcast. And I hope it's really blessing someone and helping someone along the way. Because that is my objective. 
is to share so that way I that way they can learn from my mistakes so that way they don't have to go through you know through what I went through so as a little girl I was raised by my grandmother whom I loved very dearly which was like my mom she basically raised me um, until I went to go, I was staying with my grandmother. Well, I mean, I'm saying, I said, I was staying with my grandparents until my grandfather passed away. And I was like, oh my goodness, I we I had to separate from my grand grandmother. Then I had to go stay with my real family. I didn't, you know, I wanted to stay with my grandmother, but it was, I was young, so I really didn't understand the whole concept so I went to go stay with them which I don't remember a whole lot but I do remember a part of where I left the hospital with no name I heard doing a family reunion type thing that my mom didn't want me but she had other kids after me so I'm not gonna go down that road I'm just gonna put it like that um and then I was raped by my uncle, which was not really my uncle, but he's like married into the family. Um, one summer, me and my sister had came to Houston to visit my aunt and uncle, right? So I got raped by my uncle. My mom didn't believe me. Nobody really believed me besides my sister and my grandmother, who, uh, which is my mom, which is my mom, mom, um, believed me. So they were trying to say we were being fast, so that's why I that just made the story up, blase, blase, and stuff like that. So I went through a phase to where I um would take curlers and stick them to my face because I was I didn't want to live no more. I was suicidal, I was depressed, I was like I didn't care anymore. So back then, you know, back in those days. People didn't really believe depression. Even if you did have depression, you swept that stuff up on the foot. Or, you know, there's no such thing. Just want to sit down or whatever. So, and I sometimes I wish I could have got the help then. But I don't hold nobody accountable. Maybe she didn't know. Maybe she didn't know how to go about doing it. I don't know. It was just, it was just horrible. No matter what, hold on. Sorry about that. So I was like, okay, you know, I went through a period of where I was just, I didn't care about my life. I was very suicidal. So, and then life went on. I became Alicia. I was searching for something. I mean, I was going out with, when I was younger, going out with different dudes and think I was searching for something that I didn't have because, you know, as when you're younger, you go through something from that. You tend to search for guys that are, that will mimic your quote-unquote father or your dad or whoever. But I was, I just think I was just going through a or just you know just being I don't know I was just going through something so um 
I went through that little phase and then I somehow met my kid's dad. Uh, met him, I can't remember when. It had to be about like 1998, 19, somewhere around now. That's all I can remember. I didn't really like this dude. I really truly didn't. I mean, yes, he had the most beautiful eyes. His eyes was like they changed colors, whatever. But I didn't really like him because he wasn't my stealer. He wasn't my style. I mean, like the way he dressed, he dressed like like a homeless man. And it's really for me. I'm not gonna lie. Really, I really had to. It had to like. I really had to grow on him. I mean, I didn't like him because he was just like a. The only thing that I liked about him was because his eyes. That was it. Everything else was not. Was not what I wanted. About how I wanted a man to look. So went through that. Had, had three kids by him, and then all of a sudden, um, he came abusive. He was very abusive, emotional, physically. It was terrible. There were times when um, I will, he would take the car from me, and me and my kids would have to walk in the rain, the cold, the hot. Um, at the time, my um, one of my kids was in a stroller, and I had to just walk to the store just for them to have milk or something to eat or whatever for them to eat for us to eat. I would have to walk to the store in the rain, snow. Because it's been a long week of snow. Uh, it was pretty bad. But I pushed through. Um, there are times where I would give him money to pay the rent. When getting paid. There was time when I would be like, okay, the daycare had to be paid. I'll be on top of my stuff. Like, I was like, the daycare, but don't pay her. I pay her whenever. I was just like, but that's the worst mistake. Do that. He taught me a Bible lesson. Back, back, very bad. So now, I, uh, then one night, he um, beat me in front of my kids. My kids saw this. Only two really saw. Only one didn't really see. Because one at the time was young. Two was kind of, you know, of age where they could understand what was going on. Elementary age, maybe, somewhere from them. Um, and that day, I was like, okay, it's time for me to get out. It is time for me to get out, and I asked God to help me to get out of this situation. I was like, God, you gotta help me get out of here. I said, God, if you get me out of here, of this situation, I'll never go back. And I meant that, meaning like I would never go back. So I told the people I was working with what was going on, what had happened. Just like, oh no, so that, that day, I didn't even work that day. I may work for a couple of hours, and then the, next, the rest of the day, I just going out looking for apartments. And I was like, ain't nobody gonna, ain't nobody's going to hire me. I mean, give me a place because I had broken leases. I had a broken lease on my record because of their dad. I really did. Because every time we moved somewhere, if everything's in my name, it was not in his name. So I messed up my credit. So I was like, well, so I had good credit, but when I thought I, I thought I messed that up, so whatever. So. So I was like, okay. And then they was like, have you heard from like, so I called her. She said, oh, you approve. I was so scared. I didn't want her to say no. Because they were like, okay, where well, me and my kids going to go? So um, I was like, okay. So we, I packed up. He was like, I need to go to, he was like, I need to go to um, Houston. Because he had a child court case. He had to go to court. I was like, okay. He said, I need to take your court. I was, at first I was like, yeah, you can take that. I was like, how am I going to get around? He must be out of his mind. And that car was when I just took my whole check and got me and my kids a vehicle. And it was like, it was a, it was a Dodge Caravan. 
I did not care what it was because at that time, I still don't care. Uh, at that time, I needed a car for me and my kids to get around because I couldn't, me and my kids could not walk. And I was like, I was determined to get me a car. And I did that. Even though I started that car dealership all day, I got me and my kids a car. Okay. So we moved and he, I moved that weekend. When he left that Friday, that Saturday, I packed up everything and we moved into an apartment. So I was like, okay, uh, moved, got everything situated or whatever. I had people from my church to help me. So I really didn't have to lift anything heavy. Thank you, Jesus. But I, they moved me. So I was like, thank you, Lord. So me and my kids, we didn't have no furniture, which was okay. I did not care. Um, my in a way, my think my kids was more. I think they was more happy, but I know I had to break some things from them because he was very. He was teaching them how to be mean to me. He was teaching them how to call me the b word, different stuff like that. So I went and I, uh, I was like, okay, I got us a place. So later on, I think it was a Saturday, maybe it was a Sunday. I can't remember. No, it was probably Sunday or Monday. I don't even know how he knew where we stayed at, but I think, because I think I told my sisters, I can't remember, or whatever, so that fateful night, somebody tried to break in on me, me and my kids, I was so scared, I called 911, and I told the cop what was going on, because the same cop that came was the same one that came to the house when my kid daddy uh, abused me, so, he was like, Okay, uh, I just stay out here, blase, blase. So he stayed out there at that apartment all day, to, all night, to make sure we was okay. You know, he stayed out there to the next morning, which was kind of sweet. You know, so the next day, I was like, then two days later, my lights had got cut off. <laughs> like, boop, lights gone. And it's because I left, it's like, I left. Cause he had, I had lights in that part, but it's like the two bills combined, and I didn't know, so the lights got cut up. And I was like, okay, it was cold, cold. My kids in school, and I was like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? It was so cold. I was like, I can't because one of my kids was very sick, so I was like, I'm not gonna do this to them. So I asked their dad, can they come stay with? Now I could deal with. I could have stayed there by myself and do what I had to do. But he was like, um, there they come. But my kids was like, I'm not going if you ain't going. So I went with them. We stayed in. He was in one room. We stayed in. I stayed in a separate room with my kids. And I was like, okay, you gonna give me the money or whatever? Cause I need the money so I can pay the light. But he's like, yeah, I give it to you. Just call me around like twelve o'clock. Just gave me a time. I'm like, okay. But me being me, I hustled that money. I went to different agencies and stuff to try to get me the help to get my light bill turned on. That's what it was. So I did that. I. That same day, when I, I didn't go to work, I told him what was going on. So the same day, I got that light set went got cut off. The next, the other day, last yesterday, that's next day, my life was on. Because why? I did what I had to do. I said, okay, you got the money. He was like, oh yeah, we don't need. I ain't saying nothing. I was like, okay, so I had picked my kids up from school or whatever, and me and my my kids like, mama, the lights on. I said, yes, Lord. <laughs> Just like that. So we went home and I cooked, and he was like. Cause he thought if he he just thought in his mind if I don't give her the money she'll have to come back. Cause he said, well, oh the the, the landlord said he'll work with us. I don't care because at the time the, the police had came 
and um gave us eviction notice or whatever. I was like, I don't care. I'm out of the situation. I do not. I, my, my, I do not care about rats. But so he was like, I just, I was just like, okay. he's like, what you cooking? <laughs> we didn't eat. I ain't cooking nothing. Just like, cause he thought that if he, if he didn't give me the money, I would have to stay there another night. And then that eventually, I would have eventually just stay there. No. So I paid my night bill. Me and my kids at home, comfortable in our own place, happy. That's how it was. And then life went on. Then boom, boom, boom. Or whatever. And then one fateful night. After I had lost my grandmother around December, like a week before Christmas. Um, oh, excuse me, one fateful night. I think it was in January or February. I woke up from hot to cold. Like, my body temperature just went from hot to cold. Real fast, poop, poop. And it scared my heart start racing. Don't know where it came from, it just started racing. And I was like in my early 30s. Maybe, yeah, maybe early mid 30s. So I was like, okay, what is going on? So I called the ambulance. And they didn't find nothing wrong with me. I was like, okay, it's nothing. They were talking about maybe it was your equalism or whatever. I was like, okay. So I ain't think nothing of it. Then it kept happening, but it didn't happen like every night. It happened at one time, then after a while, it just like surpassed or whatever. I was like, okay, it's just nothing. Then it got worse. It got to the point where I could not even stay in my own house. Every time I walked in my living room, go past my kids' room, but when I got close to my room, I felt like something black, something darkness was holding me to where it made me feel like I don't belong in the house. Just, I'm not going to say here a lot. I'm, just I'm trying to take. It felt so weird. So I was like, I can't stay here. I would walk up. I just, I couldn't stay there. So I would call people like, can I stay there? People was like, no. And I would be scared to stay in my own house. People thought I was losing my mind. I even thought I was losing my mind. So I was like, I can't do those nights where I would, I was sleeping. I wake up, have my kids in the back of the ambulance every night at the hospital every night. My kids in the back of the ambulance listen to Tasha Cobb's break every chain. One of them was like, mom, it's going to be okay. One of them was kind of scared, but the other one, I was all peace, calm, cool, and collect because he knew nothing was wrong with his mama. But in my mind, I was losing it. I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. Got so bad that then I moved to another apartment. Because I was like, okay, I'm Because I had, you know, I just moved to another apartment. But it didn't work. Then one day, I was driving from school. I'm away from school because I was going to school to be an x-ray technician. I'm away from school. My heart just felt like it was about to jump out of my body. So what I do, I turned around, went to the gas station, told them to call 911. The was like, and I was thinking the first thing that came to my mind, what about my kids? Who's going to take care of my kids if something happened to me? You know. So I was like, okay. Um, went on, did what I had to do. And I was like, okay, so that's it. Take me to, I said, take me to Long Beach because I was already, I was already in Kilgore, but I wanted to be closer to my kid just in case. That mind, trying to tell you, the mind is so powerful. So I went to Long Beach, and I, um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be okay. And my mom told myself, that. and then they went all these tests, all my tests was normal, EKG was normal, everything was normal. They was like, are oh, you dehydrated? This and that, which I don't. 
at that time I really didn't drink a lot of water, mostly like sodas and stuff. So I was like, okay, it's probably nothing. <laughs> you know, they thought it was powerful, that was blood pressure, they thought it was every everything. So come to find out. They couldn't, they didn't know what it was, so I was like, okay, so they put me on this medicine called a tenolog, where it keeps my heart rate at a certain rate. Then I had to go wear a heart monitor. Still in my third, I was like, I can, no, this is not me. So, that's what, um, I do a stress test. Did the stress test, nothing wrong with my heart. Thank you, Jesus. I, all I do is stress and worry. So, then I still kept having it, and then I found out that I dealt with, um, anxiety and depression so I was like mm, okay so I went and this one lady she told me she said there's nothing I can give you for anxiety it's all about the way you control your breathing it's about this and that so I was like okay still in Longview doing my thing or whatever still in denial about a lot of things because I was like okay it's what it is I know what it is I don't need to take no medicine why they blocked it was then moved to Houston <laughs> 2014. Moved to Houston. Stayed with my relatives. Um, brought me and my kids a place. 2016 is when everything just changed. I moved into a, me and my kids was homeless. We slept streets, cars, and then we had a hotel. We stayed in a hotel for three and a half years. Um, it was hard because I thought God was like I thought God punishing me. I just felt bad. And at that at that hotel, that's when I found Jesus. But then as life went on, whatever Hurricane Harvey came, then boom, we were in a shelter. I was mad as God. I was like, God, this is ridiculous. I don't understand. I don't. Why is this happening? I was fed up with Jesus. I was like pissed off. But then I found the place. And I said, God, one day I said, God, we're gonna go find the place. And we found the place. And I knew it was God because everything just fell right into place. Piece by piece. There was no confusion, no nothing. Everything just fell into place. Then I still dealt with the anxiety because I was like, okay, I'm good, whatever. And then one day I had to take one of my kids to the doctor and I found myself having a melt mental meltdown. Where I felt like I just want to break all the windows in my car because life had got the best of me. And then that day, I decided it was time for Felicia to get help. It was time for Felicia to stop living in denial, stop being nonchalant, meaning like, you got this, Felicia. You know, and I now, I go to therapy. I choose not to take medicine because I want to be me. And I don't want, and I want God's, I just want I don't want to take medicine, whatever, but I just try to ask God to help me. Every morning when I get in my car, it's like I'm, every morning when I get up when I know I have to go to work, it's a mental, I have to mentally prepare myself for work. I get up, I try, well now I'm back exercising and trying to eliminate some stuff from my diet and stuff like that. But every morning is a battle with my mind. I tell myself I'm going to have a good day. But as soon as I get in my car, I leave my kids. It's always the what ifs. So I have to challenge my mind to think, oh, that's not going to happen. Or my kids are going to be okay. You know, I'm going to be okay. So it's like a battle.
it's like a battle in your mind. So I get up, get dressed. I have to anoint my hair with holy, with my blessed oil. It's like a ritual I have to do. If I don't follow that ritual, I feel like something's going to happen. So I was like, uh-huh, this is what I got to do. And it's, if I don't do it, I feel like if I forget something, because I have okay, I got to email app in the morning, got to make sure my car smells good, got to make sure I have gum. This is all things have to fall into place for me, because if I feel like if it don't, anything can happen. So get in my car, I turn on my music, make sure my, make sure I have gum, chewing gum, whatever, just pin me, and I physically talk myself to work. I physically have to but she's going to be okay. I try not to let my mind wander. I get in the car. I cover the time up. This in my radio. I take the time off the radio. Don't look at the time. Because if I look at the time, I feel like if I'm supposed to be working, I feel like I'm being rushed. So I was like, no, I can't do this. So I've been going to therapy. Which therapy has really been helping me. But sometimes I let stuff get to me. And I get the stress in. I get the worrying. And I just like, is this become bad? And then I'm like, okay. I gotta stop. Um, this gotta stop. So, I just wanna give y'all that spill, but tomorrow I'm gonna talk about uh, the mind. How the mind have you somewhere where you don't wanna be. I thought I was losing my mind. I really truly did, cause I couldn't even stay in my own house. Man, like I walked into the house and then as I seem like seem like as soon as I get closer to my kids room or somewhere closer to my room it just felt like something black or something just was in my house was not supposed to be there it was something I felt like I couldn't stay here I had to be in somebody's house because if I felt like if I was in somebody else's house something happened I was in good hands and I used to think that when I first moved out of here I had to be close to a fire station a firehouse just in case they can get to me. I used to, when I go downtown with my kids, we used to go to the zoo when I was little. I was like, okay, we downtown, we in the medical center. I'm okay. If driving, that's how I was. And I was like that for a while. Now, I'm working on me. I'm trying to get better. some bad days but the good outweigh the bad because why God is there with me and the reason I want to tell you about how your mind plays tricks on you just in case you go through something that I may have went through and I've been through I can just help you I don't want to tell y'all that um, I just choose not to take medicine and it's my preference because me and Jesus had this long talk right before I even decide to get help and you know I don't tell everybody that I go to therapy because I don't want people thinking oh she's crazy Ooh, people, well, black people don't go to therapy it was my choice I nobody told me you know whatever but it was my choice because I was like I want to do it for me because I I was just tired and when I got to that point when I saw myself doing something I was like no it is 
time for Felicia to get some help. So I just give y'all the I will just give y'all little pieces. But tomorrow I'm gonna tell you how talk about the battle that's in the mind. This is gonna be like a whole bunch of episodes or whatever. But this is the first one, and hopefully I can do we can do it for the rest of this month. So that is my spill on me. The battlefield that I deal with, even though I deal with anxiety, even though the doctors say have anxiety and depression, but they don't have me. Why? Because I know God is there for me. He's always there for me when I feel like I'm about to. Sometimes I call people or I begin to pray. I begin to tell the devil, get out my car, get out my head. It is a battle. It is a battle that I deal with every day. Sometimes I ask God, why did he chose me to deal with this? But maybe he knew that I was stronger than what I am. And me and my son was talking yesterday, and it's all about me. Nobody else. I'm only going to live for myself and for my kids. Anybody else, if I was to go through my phone and I can probably delete everybody that's in my phone because I'm always checking up on them, but no one checks up on me. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have an amazing, awesome day. It's just no, no matter what you're going through, God is there. We just have to believe in this trust that He's going to pull us through. So, until next time, y'all have an amazing, awesome day. Mm-hmm.